Welcome back to another episode of Couch Show Unplugged. We're back from another Champions League week and a Serie A week. Um, I'm going to let you kick this off with your misery, and then I'm going to go after my misery. Um, Inter go, go you know, I, I was obviously last week win big against Salernitana, bottom of the table. Doesn't mean nothing or everything. You know, we kind of debated that last week. Um, Torino, good team, to be fair, good team. But now it seems like back on the, the slippery slope again. What, what the fuck happened? Uh, same old shit, different week. I mean, there was – they were playing slow and sluggish after that brilliant performance against Salernitana the weekend before. And then you had the match against Liverpool where – even though they got eliminated, they still won the match and were able to get – they left the tournament with just losing by one goal. If they had gotten that other goal, it would have been a different story, obviously. But then we come into a Torino team who has been on a good run of form lately. And they it was clear that this was going to be a team to beat. A lot of my inter brethren and stuff were saying, "Oh, this should be an easy match." I'm like, "No, it's not," because even though Velotti is their main goalkeeper, they still have a couple key pieces that are there at their disposal. And so you had Torino going up one nil first off. I do believe it was in the first half. And another interlinked player scoring against you. It's it's like every single time you play against someone you're interested in, they always they always score against you or play brilliantly. Exactly. Uh, and so, then, yeah, the bulldozer scored the opening goal, and I I, I don't know what happened. I, I forgot. I think Alexa scored late or something. But yeah, but, if it wasn't yeah, Alexa scored in stoppage time. I think it was like five minutes at a time, and then it was like in the 93rd minute or something. But yeah, with the assist from Eden Jacko. I mean, Jacko was playing terribly the whole entire match. Um, we ha- didn't have uh, Milan Stringer in our back three. We had Ranochia, who, I mean, he is a good defender, but he's not a starter anymore. I don't understand he's still on the team, to be honest with you. <laughs> I blame fucking Inzaghi. I mean, good grief, man. Get off the weed and focus for fuck's sake. It's like some of the times he makes these brilliant starters and then another week you can have terrible starters and it just doesn't make sense. Along with the substitution. Some weeks he knows what the heck he's doing. He's like, okay, you're tired and you're not performing well. You come off, you go in, and it works. But then there are the weeks where the substitutions don't make sense, and it's like, especially when you're taking out Martinez instead of Jacko, who, in my opinion, is not the greatest starter anymore. So it just there's a lot of things that don't make sense from a tactical standpoint. And it's just getting to be a point where – I feel like I'm just repeating myself with a lot of the things that are going on in the club. And it's just a sad state of affairs that I have to say it over and over and over again when we all know the problem. 
Yeah, uh, it's it seems like there's there's many. I mean, again, I would love to be in your situation. I would give a kidney to be in your situation. But you know, you look in that situation with Inter, and they. I mean, let's let's it's not even a debate. They're they have the best team in the league, top to bottom. And then you look at the table, and you feel like if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention to the table on a regular basis, and you know what we know about this league, you'd, you'd be confused. How is this possible? Because you know, with all due respect, AC Milan have a good team, not a great team. Um, this, is, I, this is what I told Ryan a few weeks ago, and I, and I, I stat checked this too. If a, AC Milan, so if if Inter doesn't win the league, it's a total it's a total uh, bottle job. Um, you know, a, you could even argue a Tottenham like bottle job because we know they're the kings of that. But um, if, if you look at this AC Milan team and and I think between the two teams that could win instead, it would be Napoli. But but if, if Milan, because Milan are top of the table, but but if they were to go win the league, it'd be the worst Italian champion since 2012, which was Conte's first year at Juventus, I, I believe. Um, and that had that that attack was awful. Like the names that that is associated with that um, attacking team, uh, that Juventus team. I'm I'm pretty sure you would not recognize most of them. It was like um, you know the old the guy at uh, uh, Sampdoria who's like 100 years old. Do you know what I'm talking about Fabio? Fabio. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so it was him. It was uh, uh, Fernando Lorente. Um, and Lorente. Uh, not not the one Atletico Madrid, the one that was at Napoli, uh, also a bit old now. And then it was, I believe, it was Chicarini who plays for Hellas Verona. That was oh, their attack. Yeah, so no no one – I mean, Fabio's great, but but no huge names. No Ronaldo, no Dybala, no uh, Vladovic, no Chiesa. You know, if you look at the great Juventus teams of the past, the midfield was pretty good, though. The midfield had Pogba and um, Marquisio and uh, Pilro was still there. But top to bottom, that Juventus team, in comparison to, to champions over the last uh, 10 years – wasn't very strong. So AC Milan, you know, you look at the situation, this is uh, this, if they were to win the league, it would be the worst champion Italy has seen in 10 years. And you could argue, you could even go further down because that midfield that Juventus had during, even during that time, maybe bet makes that team better than this AC Milan team. So if you look at that, if you look at the Napoli team that, that that's going around, good team, but player for player, top to bottom, it's like, if they won, they would be one of the worst Italian champions in maybe eight years. <laughs> you know, so it's like Inter. It's it's like it's bad for everyone. It's kind of bad for everyone. Um, I'll be honest. I would love it regardless if 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 uh, AC Milan won the league. Um, but you know, you guys are in this position where you're like you're loaded top to bottom, yet the table doesn't reflect how how much of a gap it actually is between the qualities of you guys and the qualities of the next two. And again, Torino's a good, good team. Ivan Juric is a tremendous manager, has been for the last couple of years. We all know what he did with, we did with, he did with Verona the last, the, the last couple. Um, but you can't be losing to, you can't be dropping points to Torino. You can't be doing this to Sassuolo. Sassuolo's a good team, got some good players. But if you looked at t- like down the, the list of teams that they dropped points to, it's like two months ago, it looked like Inter were going to walk the thing easily. It looked like they were just going to pick up the trophy at the end of the season. 
And now it looks like, will they? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's so crazy how things have changed so drastically. And it's not only that. All the top teams in, in, in Serie A right now, it seems like none of them want to win it. You know? So it's, I don't know. Well, I, 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 I've asked this last week, but what, 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 what needs to happen here? Because, Torino, again, Torino's a good team. But to have to, to, to sort of go to the end in the 90th, uh, 93rd minute or whatever it is, um, you know, it's just not good enough, you know? What needs to happen? I mean, I keep repeating the same stuff week in and week out. It, there's got to be consistent determination and there are a lot of these matches lately, they show that they have no determination or there's no intensity or urgency. Um, so it's like once they get back into knowing, hey, we want this Scudetto, we will need to get back to being the aggressive team that we were at the start of the season and really run with that because if, unless you have that mentality that you want something, you're it, anything else that you do, whether it's tactics and stuff, is just going to be meaningless. You have to start with the mentality, then work your way to the tactics side of things. And from the tactics side of things, that's all up to Inzaghi. He needs to figure out what the heck he's doing and work with what he's got because this is getting ridiculous. Do you, do you do you fear any um, I guess drastic reaction to uh, a season like this one that that maybe you don't take the league or because I'm 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 just I'm guessing but I, I'm gonna let you speak on this would a Copa Italia win and finishing second be good enough for no. so that would be a failure for for you know for Inter you would say right that would definitely be a failure especially since we were the front runners for the that another year in a row yeah well you know by the end of the season you might actually be front runners <laughs> i don't know if you know the expression but <laughs> someone that's like uh you know that has the quality or has has a great team but but it aren't, aren't really you know it um but um yeah uh so uh, sorry back to back to my thought here do you fear and and i'm, and I'm not talking barella we know barella's not going anywhere we know Bastoni's not going anywhere, but do you do you feel feels? Would you feel some? Um, are you considered all about the, of, of a reaction to? And I know, I know the season's still got time left, and you can still win the league, and I still think you will win the league. But if if you don't win the league, would you fear the, uh, departures in your team somewhere other than, um, um, you know, um, uh? Actually, I don't know who anyone's like officially at, but we know that Handanovic won't be the starter next year. Um, but but would do you, do you fear that someone could uh, jump? Uh, only reason I'm bringing this up is uh, Bayern Munich interested in, in Dumfries. Uh, so do you, obviously there'll be other stuff happening if you don't win the league. But are you afraid at all of that as a as a prospect? If I see a player jumping. I actually see one player probably doing it. I, I, that, I'm not talking like specifics, but in general, are you fearful of that possibility if you don't win the league? It's definitely possible, and I kind of have an idea of who would possibly jump ship, um, uh, depending on the situation. 
uh, were you going to say DeVry? Possibly DeVry or Martinez because these players are looking for titles, not second place, and they want to be able to go further in a Champions League competition than just the round of 16 or not even qualifying from the group, uh, getting out of the group stage. So if that happens, I could see either DeVry or Martinez saying, uh-uh, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I think DeVry is an easier deal just because it would cost less. And he might be in his – he's got like one year left of his contract, so it would probably be a deflated price. Or Martinez, I could see that only because – only if they don't win, though. If they win the league, I think everything's fine. Um, but rest assured, the big boys will come for Martinez if you don't win the league. Uh, I mean, I just had a, a, a nightmare idea. Um, like oh, if no. Bayern, if Bayern get Martinez, so dude, like we're we're like in the Bundesliga world, where we're having a title race, last eight games of the season, whatever it is, it's beautiful. If you let Martinez and and Lewandowski together with Mueller, it's over for everyone. They're will win the Champions League, like easily. And then obviously. There's always going to be the Man City. I don't think Barcelona or Real Madrid would do it just because um, their ambitions have been more clear. Uh, with, with, uh, you know, Real has Benzema, and they're probably going to try and get um, um, Mbappe, and Barcelona will probably go for uh, Felix or Holland. Um, but I, I think there's, there, there will be other teams. Uh, Liverpool is another one that could, could pull the plug on that. So I think Martinez is a possibility. Um, uh, you know, as far uh, as far as that, do you think there's there's do you think that should be an added incentive for Inter Milan to to, to uh, for Zaghi specifically to to push them further? And, and do you see this kind of turning around, or do you think they're they're going to struggle for a bit longer? Well, the thing is, I think this definitely would be incentive if they want to keep the players on board. But in regards to the second question, I mean. From here on out, I'm just going to be brutally honest. They have to be squeaky clean because, yeah, we have that game in hand, but it's not going to mean anything unless we are doing the matches that are already still in front of us because they still haven't scheduled the Bologna intermatch that was supposed to take place in the first half of the season. So they have to be literally squeaky clean. But do I think they may struggle? It's possible. But I'm hoping that they turn this thing around ASAP and just really light that fire under their butt and just attack with aggression. Yeah, I have a theory on how that's, that will be scheduled. Do you want to hear it? I'm just this, is just this is just an idea. Do you want to hear it? Of course. I think they're going to schedule Bologna. Uh, you know when you play Bologna, uh, you have the, you play you play them twice, right? You haven't played them yet this season, right? We played them in the first half. We haven't played them, I don't think. So what I think will happen, and I, I could be wrong about that, I think they'll schedule Bologna Inter the weekend that you guys play Bologna. I think they'll schedule the the uh, Bologna uh, uh, midweek too. So you, you'll play Bologna on in midweek, and then you'll play them on the weekend again. Because you know the year that uh, that Roma went to the, uh, I believe the semifinal of the championship that year we had to play Sampdoria, or maybe it was the next year. But Sam, the Sampdoria we had to play Sampdoria twice, and we had we basically played them twice in three days or something like that. So I think 
if they were to, to um, if, if that were to happen, I think that's how they'll probably do it. Uh, but they have to figure it out one way or another um, in general to do that. Um, let's just kind of run through the rest of this, the, this garbage. And then I'm just going to yell at Mourinho for about four minutes. Um, Lazio uh, squeak a one nil uh, Venencia. Uh, they, um, they, they jump into fifth temporarily. Um, any thoughts on, on that result? And uh, do you think it will give them any sense of confidence going into the big one uh, this weekend. It was just a penalty victory, uh, basically for Immobile. But uh, and any just what's what's your first thoughts when you or whatever? I mean, great for them. They go into fifth place temporarily, but obviously it was a penalty situation. But I mean, if this was if there wasn't even a penalty in this match, it would have definitely been a draw. So, I mean, yeah, good for them, but it was a penalty after all. So, there's really not a lot of key takeaways from that match. Yeah, this might be a mood point because they got absolutely – they had a choke jog happen yesterday. But uh, Juventus get a 3-1 against Sampdoria. I think it's a good win. They keep pace for that fourth spot in, in, the, in the league. Um, but there's nothing to say from that performance because of what happened yesterday. Um, any thoughts? Not really. You just pretty much, yeah, it's a great win for them, but it doesn't really reflect on what happened yesterday. Napoli with a big win against Verona, 2-1. I think uh, great performance. It kind of puts them back into the, the again, their favorites again. But again, next week they could not be favorites again too. So it's, I think it's just going to flip-flop uh, all the way the rest. But Verona's a good team, 2-1, tough tough victory for, for Lukianis Spalletti. Uh, as men, um, they're, they're right up there with you guys in, in Milan. Um, good win. I think they're back in in front in the front of the the title race for the for the next I don't know three days until maybe that changes. Uh, what are your thoughts on on them getting another three points there? Yeah, let's. It's a roller coaster. Like Milan goes up to the first place. No, it's Napoli. No, it's Inter. Oh wait, what? Here come Juventus. Oh wait, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But yeah. I, I hope not. I'm I. I'm le- I'm leaving Serie A if, if if they win the league again. Okay, if you if you leave Serie A, where are you headed? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna threaten Roma's board and tell them to to relocate to a different uh, to a German Italian city so they can play in Bundesliga. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, I mean, great win for them, especially against a Verona side that is a, has been really good this season. So yeah, good for them. All right, uh, let's see. I'm just going to run through the Spezia, Calgary, Spezia, three points. Sassuolo can't get more than a point against Salernitina. Um, that's that's an odd one. I don't I don't see how that's possible with the players that they have. That's that's uh, that's a little embarrassing to be honest with you. Uh, but any thoughts on that? Just quick. No, none whatsoever. Um, Milan one nil squeaky win against Empoli again. They may not have a – again, if they would win this league, I think it would be one of the weaker teams to have won the league um, in Italy in, in a, oh, a decade. You know, they're getting the win here. Empoli's a good side. I think give them confidence going forward. Uh, what are your, what are your, what's your take? Yeah, definitely. It was a – they basically squeaked on by, by the skin of their teeth. It's – Empoli really put up a fight against them. And Emily is, in my opinion, should have definitely gotten a draw out of this match based on how they performed. So, yeah, it's, congratulations to the 
assholes across the way, but you know, it was very terrible. I mean, you against a unbelief side. Come on, man. Uh, this game I actually watched Atlanta and Genoa. Um, you know, <laughs> it it was great because I was watching this game as I was watching the Roma game. But I, we'll get into that in a second. The Roma game didn't go the way I wanted it to because we could have gone to fifth place if if everything had held up. But uh, Alonso, you know, uh, well, I don't know what the, you know. This isn't this isn't a good team. Um, they they have some good players, uh, but ever since the has gone out, I this doesn't it doesn't have that that like I don't think anyone's afraid of them. Like I, we beat them twice. We never beat them twice. We never beat them once, you know, over the last couple of years. I, I think a lot to, I'm not saying that there's like a roadmap out to beat them, but they're not as dangerous as they were last year, or even a few years prior to that. Um, Jenna was at the bottom of the table, big point for them. Um, you know, but I think this is, this says more about a than anything else. What are your thoughts on a lot continued struggles? Yeah, uh, is Zapata out with injury or is he gone? He's always out with injury. <laughs> yeah, I figured. You see, you see him dominate and then you don't see him for months. Uh, but I, I believe that he's out for injury. I, I, he did not play that game because I watched that game on my other screen uh, when the Romo game was on. So, um, yeah, he's out, though. Um, and, again, I know what people can say. Oh, uh, Alonso made it into the round of 16 in the Europa League. Yeah, they played Bayer Leverkusen without the two best players. Schick did not play one minute between the two legs because he's injured. Wurtz played the first leg and made you look like a bunch of pansies. And you, you had, again, because of Leverkusen wasn't at full strength, Alonso ended up winning the first leg. Wurtz then tears his ACL, which is heartbreaking because for a player that's the, as good as he is, it's it's going to be concerning for Germany in the World Cup uh, and all that. But um, he go he's out, and then the, Alonso win the second leg because the I mean, if you just look at the the state of their squad, um, without those two, you know, it, it's just not as strong. So it's pretty, you know. So so I know that they went through, but had Schick been healthy from the first game, and if Worth doesn't get injured, I, I'll be respectful. Uh, uh, Leverkusen would have made it look easy. They wouldn't have destroyed them, but they would have made it look easy. So I don't think you can even say, "Oh, Alanta, Alanta, or." are doing bits in Europe because they just lost to a team that was wounded and didn't have their two best players. So I don't know. That's how it lands for me. Uh, do you agree with that? Or do you have any, a different take on it? No, that seems about right. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that, no. And then obviously the, the horror show from, from Roma, I'm going to, I'm going to talk quickly. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to talk about this too much. Because I've already told Mourinho basically how I feel about him at the moment. Um, actually, you know what? You you speak on this first, and then I'll I'll, I'll kind of go bounce off you just because I need time to recollect my thoughts. So Roma one-one uh, uh, with with Udinese, great strike from uh, Molina. Pellegrini scores a penalty in the 93rd minute um, to get a point. Much like you guys, we did also score it at the last second to avoid defeat. Oh fuck me! <laughs> that is insane. But yeah, against Udinese, man, come on, Smalls, you're killing Roma, Jose. I mean, it's like you guys were used to beating Udinese, but now it's just like a lot of these teams have become problematic. 
and it seems from my standpoint as a neutral um there's a lot of tactical errors going on with what Jose is doing. I mean, host, obviously you would pretty much hit the nail on the head in some of your like posts on Facebook that Jose Mourinho, when he was, when he suspended and the interim coaches are assisting with the operation, they tend to do very well. But then as soon as Ho- Uncle Jose comes back, it's like you're screwed again. So, I mean, he's a great manager, but he just doesn't have the ability to work with this team to the extent you guys need him to. Would you, would you like to hear the subs he made? Yes, I would as, love to hear this. As he says, at the point of tears. All right. First, okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to break it down a bit, but, but first sub he makes at halftime. Sergio Olivero, probably in the first half, uh, Rome's second best player. Um, he takes him off. Who does he bring on? Stefano Ferrari, who has not seen the has not seen the pitch in several weeks and has not played. A, I don't think he had played until recently at halftime. Here's another thing: they don't play the same position. So that was his first sub. Um, then, when Roma need a goal. Roma are down one nil. They need a goal. Who who is the guy who scores most of Roma's goals? Danielle? Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Right. He's got twenty one this season. Pretty good, right? Pretty good for a striker, especially in a game where you're losing, right? You would think, you know, maybe maybe. So what he does is he takes him off. He brings in um, Sharomadov, who has been famous at Roma this season for making the worst possible decisions and being erratic in front of goal. Then, so now, so Roma, without their, without their second best midfielder, they're without their top goal scorer. And then he thought it was going to be a brilliant idea to then take out Roma's most explosive player, Rick Carter. Uh, Jordan Vertud came on. I don't mind him being brought into the game. That's not the issue at all. I think I think that was uh, that was a switch out. The problem is you have Roma need a goal. You take out their their okay. Roma's top scorer, second best player. You take out um, their most explosive player and. Uh, their most complete midfielder, at least at that time. Mkhitaryan's not there because he's he's suspended, which is maybe a big reason why the game kind of went the way it did. And he left on Zaniolo, and Zaniolo um, played very poorly. One probably his worst game of the season. It was, you know, probably the, his worst decision making in any Roma game he's ever played in. That's how bad it was. And he he leaves him on for ninety minutes, but takes off um, Tammy Abraham, Karsdorp, and and Oliveira. So it's just like, are you tr- like, do you have money on the under? Like, are you really like? It just I so I got really irritated. And then obviously, luckily, and ball in the box, Pellegrini scores the penalty. Great, we get a point. It's better than losing. But I mean, <laughs> it, it's hard to sort of. To, 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 to put put everything together here and saying, okay, this was – no, it was awful. We, we deserved to lose. We shouldn't have won the game. But we got, we got a little luck in the end. Um, I mean, the only – like the only thing you could probably say positively from this match is uh, team of the season stuff is coming up soon. 
You, everybody in Syria who's a fan of Syria, who's going to make this list, like you and me, should already have one person on the list. Rui Patricio is the goalkeeper of the season. This isn't debatable. I'm not even going to acknowledge that anyone else can actually make an argument here. He, he's finally solved the goalkeeping problems um, that Roma have had for since Allison. I think he was absolutely unreal. A world-class performance. Um, and Roma get a point here, but they, they did not play very well. And Mourinho's changes were, were bad. And then you look at the games he's he's coached in the um, the conference league. Today was okay. Tammy Abraham winning it in the 90s minute is great and all that. It's okay. The performance prior to this game uh, was not good. So it's it just like, I don't know. I don't know where you go from this. And I think all the confidence that Roma had is less now because of some of the decisions that were made, uh, especially in the game on the weekend. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just not a, it's not a good environment for a Roma team to be going into a, a game against Lazio, who probably are equally bad as them. Um, but still, it, it's just not, it's not the vibe you want to carry into that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, Champions League. Um, so I'm just trying to remember the games. Um, so last week we talked about uh, Real Madrid, uh, PSG, uh, Man City, Sporting. Um, is that it? Inter-Liver- yeah, there was Liverpool and um, Bayern okay. versus yeah Salzburg. Yeah, so I'm just trying to get it in my head. So, so, uh, so this week we had. Um, oh, oh, I, I, it's okay if you haven't. Did you check out the Benfica game at all? I've heard about it. Uh, okay. Um, do me a favor when when uh, to watch the highlights because because your your boy is in the IX goal was started the game in the IX goal. So if you want to get a a little um, inkling on um, on on the next a goalkeeper for Inter Milan, there is there is uh, there's a video of him playing in in the Benfica uh, IX game. Um, this one's really simple. This is a game where, I mean, I have, I have flags in my house with Ajax and Benfica. I really didn't care who win the, won this game. I just wanted it to be great. Ajax kind of were the better team in this game. Um, they kind of did their thing. Uh, Benfica played, played discipline. They played uh, controlled. They, they w- waited for their chances, got a free kick, and, and they took advantage of it with a beautiful header late in that game. Uh, Ajax had like a, a really good chance at the end to get another goal, which would have sent it to extra time. But um, the Benfica goalkeeper makes the big save, and, and, uh, and Benfica go through into the round of eight. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, with this Ajax team, uh, it's not the end of era because Ajax is a young – they're always going to have young players in the ranks because their academy is just that good. Um, Eric Ten Hag, I think there's possibility – it's possible that this probably his last season at, ben, uh, at Ajax now. Um, had they gone on and done something more spectacular, I think maybe that maybe that's not the case anymore. Um, but maybe he's the Man United manager next year. Uh, you know, everybody wants to get his hand on him. And I think um, after the elimination, I, I just don't think he comes back for another round. But great team by Ajax. Won the group. Knocked out Dortmund. Um it did did play well in this in this in this tie, um, but Benfica prevails. Uh, Benfica goes through. What are your thoughts? What what match are we talking about? Benfica, Benfica, Ajax. 
Okay. Um, first of all, I am going to uh shut up my interbrethren right now. How dare you insult Onana, our future goalkeeper, like that? He made one simple mistake. Anything can happen. I mean, you're we're replacing a person, a goalkeeper who has basically ha only has maybe like three brain cells left in his head. I mean, that's being a bit harsh, Dan Danovich, but you know, um, he, he, he leads the league in clean sheets. So he, he again, his decision making is not great. He, you need you need a new goalkeeper, but he hasn't been terrible. But you just need to move on. I think that's the main point. By the way, Paul, quick. He in the IX game, he didn't. Or sorry, in the Benfica game, he didn't make a mistake. Watch the goal. You tell me how someone else would have saved that. It's a it's a brilliant goal. So no, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Anyway, so, continue. So my inter brother, please shut up. I mean, he's uh, obviously it was a it came, pretty much a case where the defender w wasn't marking his man, and it obviously allocated enough space for Benfica to like get that goal. I mean, there's if the defender had been doing his job, it wouldn't have had to go to the last line of defense, which was the keeper, and there was yeah. no way he was going to stop that from he going was, in. The guy who scored was unmarked in the box. It was exactly. nothing to do with the goalkeeper. So I think that's it's, ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, just stop insulting our future goalkeeper like that because that is just not um what's the word i'm that's classless there we go we'll go with the word classless i don't even know if that's even a word but um but yeah uh, a great job by benefica obviously you have that unmarked man inside the box and he found that opening and I mean, this match, I, just like you, I, I actually have respect for Benfica and I also like Ajax. So I was go, it, it, for me, it was just watching those teams compete and or at least seeing what they were doing to like see who was going to get ahead. And obviously, Benfica win 3 2. And so they get to the round of eight. But overall, this was a very great uh, like matchup to even watch, whether you're an Ajax fan, Benfica fan, or just a neutral fan like we are. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of neither. I'm not a neutral fan or not a neutral fan. I love. I have so much respect for both these clubs. Uh, I wanted them this to be the final. So um, so real quick, before we move on, do you think Benfica can go further than this? Um, I mean, there are, there are some underdogs left in this. And, and that uh, they could possibly meet, but do you think do you think they have a chance in the next round? Granted, they don't get Bayern or, or Man City. Let's see who's left. So, so you have Liverpool, you have Chelsea, you got um, Villarreal, um, you got Atletico Madrid, teams like that. We, well, obviously, they're not going to. They wouldn't beat Bayern. They wouldn't beat Bayern. Bayern's already beat them in this competition twice, um, and then Man City is too good for them. But outside of those two, if they're able to draw somebody else, do you think there's a way for them to go through even further than this? Could they, could they then make the semifinals is what I'm saying. It is a possibility. It all depends on the draw and how the other team is competing. So I think there could be a high possibility that could happen. I think there's a low possibility that can happen, but I am so cheering for that to happen. 
Um, all right, who else we got? Uh, oh, uh, our, our buddy Max Allegri, another masterclass in the Champions League. I mean, what a manager! What a manager! I mean, going up against you know obviously the best team of all time on Ajax, you know really being tough and, and getting knocked out. Then the uh, you know ten-time Champions League winners Lyon not, uh, knocked them out. Um, tough, tough performance. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> just just so if you look at the, the last and Pilro was one of them, but it, it went Ajax, um, uh, Lyon, um, uh, Porto, and now Villarreal, and they this this is like thrown away. They, they, it was, I think it was 0 0 in the 70th minute. Villarreal won 3 0. I mean, how does that happen? And I, I think this is just, you know, Inter losing to Liverpool. Okay, fine. If Villarreal beats them 3 2, it's a whole different story. But this is, I think this is, an, this is an, a complete embarrassment. Yeah. Great job, Allegri. Great job. I mean, Really, at least Inter showed some fight in the end in their second match, but this was just complete annihilation. Um, it's within, especially within a span of 20 minutes, because you said it was nil nil up until the 70s, so it's 20 minutes in. Well, with 20 minutes left, I should say, it you had three goals conceded. That is huge. And they, Juventus should be disappointed because they've been wanting a. Ch- I don't think Juventus have won a Champions League what, under this like rule, have they? No, I think they have two. I think. Uh, hold on, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm pretty. Sure they. I know they have one at least one. I think they have two, but it. it I think it was in. I think it was in the nineties or early two thousands. Um, but they've they've been to to my off the top of my head they lost to Real Madrid they lost to Barcelona and they lost to AC Milan um, way back when um, so they've lost three at least to to yeah. my recollection. So I mean, yeah, it, this they haven't won. Wait, hold, sorry, cut you off. Uh, in the Champions League, in the Champions League era, they have not won, but I think they won a European Cup. Okay, we're just going under Champions League era, so. No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure not. So, yeah, we're literally the Inter brother says, why you no win the Champions League? You, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's the old European Cup, it was known as the European Cup. That is was way back in the day, but under the Champions League era, they have yet to win one. So, and- even, even if you include that, it makes them look bad. You know who else exactly. has a Champions League trophy? Stella Bucharest. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Exactly. It's not like they got knocked out by Liverpool. They got knocked out by Manchester City. They got knocked out by Bayern. Knocked out by somebody else. It's like, and again, I, I respect for all the teams in the Champions League. Villarreal are well coached. They have a good team. They won the Europa League last year. And it's it's not the fact that they lost to them; it's the it's how they just kind of collapsed at the end. I think is a big calling here. But yeah, just this was total embarrassment for them. And yet, I'm not mad. They go another year without a Champions League, so doozy. 
Me either. You, you and me are the same in that way. I don't feel inclined to cheer for uh, Italian teams in the Champions League just because they come from the same league. <laughs> league. I, I, it's something I, I, you know, I truly don't understand. If, if we're in a final together, it's different. If we're in a semifinal together, it could, maybe it's different. But I'm not just going to cheer for any Italian team in the Champions League. If you're not, if you're not supporting Juventus on Sunday, then why would I support them on a Wednesday or a Tuesday? Just because just they're in the same league as me, and obviously we want Italian Champions League teams to do well. But, you know, I respect Juventus. I'm not fond of Juventus. I'm not fond of Inter. <laughs> you know, if, 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 if you know, somebody else, if Napoli or – no, even, I wouldn't cheer for Napoli either. Like, AC Milan is practically the only Italian team I would cheer for, unless it's one of the – maybe Alonso, depending on the matchup. Um, I cheer for Bayer Leverkusen, but I, love, uh, I, I just love their squad. Um, but I just don't – we, we don't feel the need to cheer for a Champions League Italian team just because they're in the Champions League. So, I don't know. That's, that's not a very popular view, but I just don't feel any need to just because they're Italian. Exactly. I don't see the point either. In the final, I get it. You know, but because it's, it's our league against someone else's league. But I didn't, you know, against uh, Sam Dory, I wasn't cheering for Juventus. <laughs> so why would I cheer for Juventus against Juventus on the weekend and then cheer for them in the middle of the week? It's I don't know. I, I just think it's dumb. Um, let's see what what's left. Uh, uh, is it just Atletico or is there another game too? Oh, okay. Chelsea went two one two one. They get past Lille. Christian Pulisic scores again. Good for him. Happy birthday. Um, but this, I, I don't know. I, f- I felt that this game was already kind of decided before the rest of it happened. Anything, yeah. anything that, or is that good enough for you? <laughs> yeah, that's good enough for me. Just screw it. <laughs> All right. Um, now the best for last. Remember how everyone was saying, "Oh, Diego Simeone's Atletico is going to be so scared of Old Trafford. He's going to tremble in his sleep. He's going to cry. You know all this stuff about oh, Diego Simeone is scared of Old Trafford. He did not look scared one bit. Atletico Madrid, incredibly annoying performance, but that's classic Diego Simeone. But incredible performance defensively. They get their goal from uh, Remy uh, Lodi and and." They had, they, I think they had two other goals that were just allowed. The referee was terrible. Um, Man United fans are kind of forgetting that it's not – he was terrible to both teams. Both teams got screwed by the referee. Um, but Atletico Madrid go through Diego Simeone, um, upstages Manchester United. They get in – they get going to the quarterfinals again. Uh, you know, as much as the style of football and play is irritating, Diego Simeone in the Champions League is, is a phenomenal uh, manager, and just in general. Remember what he did to Liverpool. He's been to two Champions League finals. He's been to countless semifinals. Finally gets the better of Ronaldo uh, in the Champions League, and as he, as he runs off Old Trafford, they, they pour drinks or try, throw stuff at him and try to pour drinks on him as he as – he, as the villain he is, goes in there as a psycho, wins the game, and just runs away, and then just runs off. Um, I thought I'd go through to the, the next round. Uh, thoughts on uh, another Manchester United collapse? Ha ha ha! Who and what the frick are a Manchester United? I actually I saw a stat that said this is the first year of Ronaldo. This is the first year 
in I think sixteen years where Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't won anything. Oh wow! <laughs> like that. I don't I don't know. You don't quote me on the number, but it's it's something crazy. And right now, who the heck and what the heck is a Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> I don't know. He scored a hat trick on the weekend, forced Tom Brady out of retirement. That no one, none of the sports still seems to talk about. But he, he saw me, he saw me, uh, Ronaldo score a hat trick right before he unretired. I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, you know, two goats talking, so you know, one of those things. But yeah, yeah. Videos. Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts on Diaz and the other punking Man United? Congratulations, Manchester United! You just got punked. Uh, but yeah, that was world class by Diego. I mean, he knew what he was doing tactic wise. Um, they played very disciplined and controlled their chances and did what was needed. Found those key openings and just executed with precise precision. And obviously, they did what was needed and they were able to move on through. And so, yeah, congratulations at Leco. Yeah, my boyfriend and I are supporting two different clubs in this because he also respects Liverpool, but during the Liverpool intermatch, who we also respect, I'm like, sweetheart, you have to pick your allegiance here. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, who are you? Wait. Uh, no, finish your story, and then I'll ask you the question I just came to my Okay. My boyfriend is a Sunderland supporter, but he has respect for Inter and respect for Liverpool. So he could achieve, I told him, he's like, I'm going to support both teams. I'm like, no, sweetheart. I brought up the good old Bible. You cannot have two masters. So you have to pick your allegiance. So he picked Inter, but now since Inter are out, he's going to Liverpool. So I'm going to say, screw Liverpool, go Bayern. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an easy way out because your pick got annihilated and your your team got knocked out. By the way, all that coming from a person who has more teams than than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know they're not all your teams, but you like at least six, seven teams. Like, I I'm just saying. I know. But if it was ever Inter versus Sunderland or something, then I'd say, screw you, Sunderland. Go screw yourself. What would you I'll want get- the score to be if Inter played Sunderland? If Inter played Sunderland, I would give my boyfriend a white towel and say, wave this towel when you want your beating to stop. No, but what, what would you score to be, though? Final score. What, what, in, your, in, in that dream scenario, what would, be, what would you want the score to be? Like 9-0. There you go. All right, just make it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making sure you're, you're all there. Because again, I, I, there's a lot. To, there's teams that I have respect for. Um, if, if, if Roma played Wolfsburg, I want, I want them to win like eight, eight three, just so they can score some goals, but also beating the crap out of them. Um, wait, so, wait. So, so you are, um, you're, you're taking, um, you're, pick, you're picking. Uh, sorry, you're, you're, you're trying for Bayern then, all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bayern all the way through is reasonable. I mean, is that who you're picking, or is that who you want? Who you're going for? It's who I'm picking. So who who are you cheering for the the rest of the way through? I know you're out. I'll do it too. Everybody knows I'm picking Bayern because uh, my, my health. Yeah. Anyway, you know this deal. I said when with 100 percent health, they have haven't lost in the Champions League. Um, so so that, I mean, I I think they're gonna win it. I think. It's going to be more difficult than it would have been last year, but 
so on and so forth. So who who you who are you cheering for then the rest of the rest of the way? I'm gonna be this is I'm gonna go with that Lacko. Nice. Um, I know it's, it's gonna be short lived, but I'm cheering for Benfica. Um, one of my one of my you know um, I'll tell the story. I'll tell you me the I'll tell you I'll tell you the story of me and Benfica um, next week. Um, but I do I do have a story uh, connection story between me and Benfica, and, and there's a, and you'll get to you'll get to know the reason why. Uh, I have the Benfica flag in my house, and you all you know all the flags that I have in my house and stuff. You know what I'm talking wow. about? The Benfica one I've had since 2006. So I've had I've had this flag uh, for. I can't do the math in my head, but a long time. <laughs> so almost 20 years. Well, not almost, kind of it, a, a long time. Anyway, um, we got all the games, right? Am I missing any Champions League games? Let me check. I don't I think, think so. We, yeah, because there's a week and then there was four this week. So, yeah, we got them all. Um, yeah, okay. Um. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you for listening. Derby next week. Fuck Lazio. Hope you all hope you all cry in your in your cars and have to have to hide in the closet after we beat you. Except, except for um, uh, uh, Fernando. Everyone else can 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 suck it out. Jer- Jerry also. The two Lazio fans that are like, you guys are cool. The rest of you can can go fuck yourselves. Um, so. Forza Roma, murder Lazio, and maybe Inter finally get it right and, and stop sucking. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, come on. Ow. Wait. What? What part of what I said is a lie? It's true, though, but still. I, I'm already down. Has he said, don't kick a dog when he's down? Oh, poor me. I just won this title last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But you know I love you, bro. You have two trophies. But probably by by the in two, in two years from now, you'll you have will see you'll have seen your club win more trophies than I have my entire career, and I've been supporting for twenty years. So just keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go to the gym uh, before it closes, and um, uh, I think it's exciting. Champions League. We'll see what the draw is. We'll react to that, and and so on and so forth, and. Um, yeah, fuck Lazio and keep it going. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Ciao.